everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Hello. Hello. You're in a different room. Did you move flats? Yeah, we've we're in a hotel now and it's like, oh, it's so good. There's no sound. Well, there's no like drilling outside. Oh, it, it honestly is the best thing. I'm so, so got, happy. You got your money back from the room. No. Oh no. Oh wow. But, like, do you know what? It's not it's it's well, we would have stayed there another three days or something. We didn't get our money back. But Amelia's talking to Airbnb, but we'll see. But it's so nice being here. I'm just so happy. Because <laughs> it's quiet. It's unbelievable how much. I think part of it is now, like, we've got separate rooms, so I have, like, more time on my own. But the amount of work I've got done, and also I had no thoughts. Like, I couldn't think because it was so loud. And because, yeah. you know, when you're always with someone as well. Yeah. Like, you don't have time to. And, like, it, even just, we only got here at, like, five last night. And I've already feel just like much more creative and excited and yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. I need, I, like, I love my friends. I love my family. Like I'm very, you know, pro hanging out with my, but I need me, I need alone time, especially when it comes to work. Like, you know, I know there's obviously all this chat because what Boris Johnson said about, you know, <laughs> working from home and stuff. But like, I, my brother, for example, if he worked from home, he'd go mad. He would go completely insane. He needs to be in that social environment. He needs to be in a work environment. It's not good for his mental health or his work output. I'm the opposite. Like I, I want to be on my own with no one around me in my comfy area doing my work. I find it quite hard to work at home. Like I can, I'll I'll, I'll only ever do our lives, like obviously podcasts and stuff. And then like an hour's work in the morning at home and then the rest of the time I go and work somewhere else I love it I act but then I've been doing it since I was like what 24 yeah god 10 years um so Emma and I were talking about I I know that we've got a lot of female rugby players on the on the EC method and Emma and I were talking about what happened to James yesterday and I was just saying it was, it, it was, I think I've never seen James ever the whole time that I've been with him. And let's be honest, like he's no stranger to a social media kerfuffle, but I've never seen him like so tired and drained by the end of the day and genuinely felt really sorry for him because it, Emma doesn't, doesn't know what's happened. So I was going to tell her and then I was like, you know, yeah, start from the start, tell us everything. <laughs> so basically James and, and his, his podcast, The Good, The Bad, The Rugby, which is the highest rated rugby podcast in the world like they have the number one rugby podcast in the world and they're on tour right now it's him Mike Tyndall and uh, a rugby commentator called Alex Payne and they have a small team a small intimate team of people that they work with um and the the girls that run their social media accounts and that and that also actually edit the show and produce the show they're all female rugby players there's like three or four of them um and 
they're fantastic and they're very good friends of James's. James hired them. It wasn't an, it wasn't a coincidence that they ended up hiring female rugby players to come in and kind of balance it out behind the scenes because obviously we all know times are changing and you have to be conscious of especially when it comes to sport equality um so when they went from the jump ship well they didn't jump ship they had to they were shoved from their old podcast which was called I can't even remember what it was called now the house of rugby to good bad rugby they deliberately hired a team with a, that was very female heavy, but with women that really knew their fucking rugby. And they also self-funded and set up the good, the scars in the rugby, which is Emily Scarrett's rugby podcast. And I can't tell you the amount of phone calls that I heard behind the scenes of James and Alex and Mike pushing, 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 pushing to get this show set up for women, for female rugby players. And not only that, James and I, both of us do loads of work with the Red Roses. We're friends with a lot of the people who, who work for women's rugby in the RFU. And it's really genuinely something which I've seen him very organically and naturally. And we've never even had one conversation about it. We've never even talked about it. Very naturally and organically been like, no, 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 this is something we need to make bigger and better and get behind now. Like be, you know, be pushers of this, this movement. So James is on stage uh, in, like two nights ago and he comes off and the girls are really upset and they're really upset because they've posted a photo on Instagram of uh, two rugby players, two male rugby players and put as the caption like the most capped front row forwards of all time and they've put the top four male front row forwards with the met picture of the men in the photo and a female professional rugby player who plays for Bristol commented under it, you have to stop disrespecting women's rugby like this. These are the male, the top capped male front row forwards. These are not the top capped all front row forwards ever. Stop disrespecting women's rugby like this, it's not fair. Now the real kicker is <laughs> the post was created by female rugby players. They just didn't even think, it was such an innocent mistake. The real kicker is, is that this specific rugby player, James, and the good bad rugby and the good scares rugby have really got behind and pushed and championed and given her a platform. She didn't need one, like credit where credit is due. She's a very good professional rugby player in her own right. But they've really, they've, they, I don't think she even realizes like who's in charge of hiring guests for shows and it's them. And they've put her front and center and they've really championed her. So James is pissed off that A, his friends and colleagues are getting called like sexist, <laughs> disrespecting female rugby when they're female rugby players, really pissed off about it. And B, he's like, uh, from you as well, someone who we've really put front and center. So James wrongly replies and says, have a day off. Meaning like, from his perspective, meaning like, what are you doing? Come on, like, you know better. You know that that wasn't the intention here. Of course, she now takes this comment, which he then realizes, oh shit, I shouldn't have written that and deletes it, too late. <laughs> Screen grabbed it. She takes this comment and she runs with it. And she does like this whole post, that not post, multiple post stories, bits to camera, the whole thing, basically talking about how like disrespectful James is, basically sexist, da, 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 da. <clears throat> and how like, look, look at how much good, bad rugby are disrespecting women which they're not. It was like a really innocent mistake. And then it all kicks off and the papers are calling all day. It's like the Telegraph, the Times, the Mail, social media. Women who are saying that they're so offended by James saying, have a day off, are sending me DMs telling me what an awful father James is 
and they hope that I'm happy that I chose to have a baby with this man. And it's like, if this, if you, if have a day off was your barometer for offense, you're fucking full of shit because this is 10 times worse. Literally hundreds of messages, both of us. Then the girls are freaking out because, you know, now all of a sudden they're like public enemy number one. So they're like, James, you have to apologize. Oh my God. The sponsors are freaking out. Everybody starts freaking out. James, good scares rugby are like, we're going to distance ourselves from the situation immediately. And James is just left there on his own, basically like, okay, I'm really sorry. (laughs) I really wasn't disrespecting women's rugby. And I felt so sorry for him because the whole thing got so out of hand and it snowballed so quickly. And now basically like it's a huge question mark as to whether or not the sponsors are going to pull out, what they're going to do with the good scares rugby, all because of this one thing and I'm just I just watched it and every time I spoke to him he just sounded sounded more and more beaten down and I just feel really bad for him I didn't sleep at all last night just because I was just like oh god as if it got that out of hand from that and the reason why I said to Emma you know what I'll tell you on the show is because I think a lot of the time with social media and we saw this with my friend Caroline people we call it crowd surfing people love to create a much ado about nothing to really champion their cause. And that's not necessarily a bad PR strategy when it comes to your cause. You get to create a big fuss and a big uproar about it. The one positives come out of it, it's cliche, but it's true, is that people are talking about women's rugby, which is great. But you forget about the fall guy, the guy at the end, because no, you can't create that without people going down. And you forget, and I said to Emma, it's one of those rare occasions where actually for once, I'm not saying to James, you fucked up, you need to say sorry, which I always say to him, always. I was like, you really didn't actually do anything wrong here. And I felt really bad for him. And you kind of forget that behind a social media post, there are people, in this case, female rugby players, lol, the irony. And you also forget that there are people who are going to have to take the blame for you to champion your cause. And it was such an innocent mistake and it just got so out of hand and I just said you know what I think we should talk about it because I want everybody who's on social media to stop and think before you get swept away with a tide just just stop and think for a second because it actually can do quite a lot of damage that maybe doesn't need to be done and sometimes it does sometimes you need to say this is not okay and sometimes it's just an innocent mistake and actually it's two people that know each other it's two colleagues maybe having a bit of a bitch off like it's not really about gender anyway he's a scapegoat right he's been used as a scapegoat and I think what's like what's sad about that is if anyone like people lose the root of what it was so now he might be like oh yeah James Haskell is against female rugby and like people just like they don't well why like what has he said that's actually if they actually went back to that one comment on one post where you're like yeah we should he have said have a day off probably not but should she have posted that like I mean, I would have, I think I would have accepted something like asterisk, best uh, male or most capped male, not most capped female. Like that would be like a, like a slide dig, but like, yeah, fair, fair point. But to be like, you're completely disrespecting female rugby by not mentioning them in every single post or like caveating freaking everything. What about non-binary people? Like, come on. Like you have to, yeah. I think it was, it was like a, and I think that's the difference between a little slip up and some people jumping on it, which is obviously this, and then actually someone being sexist about rugby or actually, you know, having that's that is that's ridiculous. I feel really sorry for James. 
It's it's but the thing is is that Jay, the, the reason and the first the, you're right he was he is the scapegoat and that's why it's like quite upsetting to watch, but also it's because and this is where he you know he made his bed and he has to lie in it. He's known for for kind of creating these little you know little me- mega social media dramas, so it makes sense that he's the he's he's the guy, and he needs to watch how he responds on social media. But I did just feel like. I, I and I also find it just so ironic how many of these people have things in their profile like be kind, you know, or you know, or they'll post the photo of, of Caroline Flack on her on the anniversary that that, that happened. And then the kind of they'll slide into our DMs and we can see we immediately go on their profile and have a look, slide into DMs behaving despicably, saying awful, awful things. And it's like, you're not offended by the words have a day off. And actually that, in fairness, was a dismissive comment from James on quite a private level to kind of a a colleague. But obviously it was so public that it it got completely misconstrued anyway. But it's like, that didn't offend you because look at what you're sending me about the baby and me. Like, please, come on now. Um, And I think it's just really, yeah. And it is, and I think also like the amount of, of time and energy that went then into this girl's reaction, it really did strike me as crowd surfing and basically being like okay I have a cause and now it's my opportunity and it was just a bit like but you know because you've been on the show and they've you've you've championed your cause to their audience like what anyway so I, I just sometimes want- think it's like you see this in fitness as well the standard, oh, it's, it's, like it's so classic in fitness that you you need basically you don't you either don't have enough content or you're not articulate enough yeah. to discuss the cause that you want to talk about without saying someone else has said this I mean like classic examples as well as I'm always asked this question it's like maybe you're not maybe you are maybe you're not it doesn't matter you you can still talk about it you don't need to have someone that's selling a juice cleanse and call them out to talk about why juice cleanses aren't important you don't need someone to be bad mouthing women's rugby but whether they are or not is besides the point to actually talk about women's rugby yeah, you have enough to go on. Jesus, I know these girls. I'm friends with these girls. I've spoken to these girls. It's another thing. It's like, where were where were they? Well, they're all friends with James. They all know James. Like James is crazy. Yeah, when it's convenient. Where did they that's go? What I don't like. That's when you that's know like, who, like who are friends and who are just like using you for whatever, whatever they can get. I completely agree. And I was like, well, where's and I won't men- I won't mention them by name because they're incredibly well known. Where's this person with this person? And he was like, dust want to just he's like they want to distance themselves from me I'm like but you gave them but you and I'm not saying please if you're if you're a talented athlete you have nobody to thank for that for your success than you and I'm not saying that but then there's there's another level that goes on to being put on a on a stage and it's like but they know and I was just a bit like wow and I think it's because it's it's so scary when everyone comes out and forth and I'm talking like hundreds of games I'm not involved in rugby like no offense I don't really care about rugby but I was just like why am I getting dms about you're gonna be a shit dad and they hope I'm happy that I married this horrific man and I'm just like what's wrong with you guys and I was like when I take a step back as a human fuck gender please, can we start doing this a bit more? When I take a step back as a human, I'm like, everybody who's acted badly in the situation, ironically, is a female rugby player. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense to me. But then it is, well, like I say, people be like, yeah, but James, you know, James loves to basically start up a fuss. And so when there's a fuss, he probably is going to be the full guy. And I said that to him. I was like, maybe this is a sign. Like, the finally, it wasn't actually fair. 
maybe this is a sign that you need to conduct yourself better in the future yeah anyway Uh, (laughs) language is of course important in this day and age semantics anyone but context and background is surely more important everyone's so quick to fly off the handles these days respond don't react exactly who said that i completely agree kerry kerry obviously (laughs) someone said something i agree with it's gotta be kerry um okay uh well did you did you left the the kittens with the vets and then just left the kittens with the vets yeah so and then like then the next day we were walking like along the front and i heard like a kitten crying and i was like oh my god there was another one and i was like we just have to leave we just like couldn't take it obviously yeah no there are some places as well in europe which is like like portugal portugal and stray cats is like a whole other level and i'm always like what do i do do i help do i not if i did i would literally come home with 500 cats i think that's the problem it's like i mean we took them to the vet but i don't like i'm gonna be positive but if there's literally hundreds of of stray cats around like i don't really know what they do with them well okay. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> so um I just want to do a quick um, apology to Fiona, who I told to put a set last live to put in a separate post because her post was so long. It was like a four scroller. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing this on a live. But actually, the question was, um, was really it was good, good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. The, the crux of the question was really good. It just took a minute to get there. And I probably should have quick read and paraphrased and got there. So that was kind of my fault for being a crap orator. I don't know. Okay, let's get to the questions. <laughs> Lucia Bark. Hi, ladies. I'm reading conflicting information about soy protein isolate and whether or not it's bad for you. Should we avoid protein powders that contain it and limit eating vegetarian meat alternatives that contain it? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Emma, as someone who's recently gone vegan. Well, I don't know what your ratio of vegan to not vegan so, is. You're apparently you're not allowed to say that if you're not vegan. Emma's gone semi-vegan. I was like, um, I'm basically vegan. All the people I was like, you're not, there's not even, you're not even a little bit vegan. You're not allowed to say that. Okay. So basically I've reduced the amount of meat I'm eating. Right. Well, I'll let you start. I know what my, my thoughts on, on soy protein are, but I'll let you start. There's absolutely nothing <laughs> dangerous about it. I think this has been taken out of context potentially. So some men kind of worry about vegan protein because it does increase an estrogen like compound um it has phytoestrogens in it which uh i guess men see as potentially a negative thing because they see it as the opposite of testosterone i wouldn't great boobs um i wouldn't uh and like loads of men won't touch soy because they're scared of getting moves because of the estrogen. i know yeah. yeah which like there is no evidence for but whatever for women there are certain situations where you would want to avoid soy but they're very specific and it's things like if you've had estrogen receptor positive breast cancer or other certain forms of cancer um but you would already know about this and it isn't like it isn't something that you would worry about like it's not a a risk factor or anything it's just if you had been on that hormonal treatment then you wouldn't want anything that was mimicking something like estrogen for example some women, depending on why they've had a hysterectomy as well, might avoid soy-like products. 
Um, but for the vast majority of people, not the case. And if anything, if you're perimenopausal, it might be a benefit as well because you're not producing your own estrogen. I love that answer. And yeah, my my response is going to be very similar and also to draw similarities to, you know, people who kind of uh, fear monger about high protein diets, for example, this is kind of similar. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually a brilliant, complete protein alternative, probably the best, I would say. Um, if you are vegan, um, it is the, definitely something if I chose to go vegan, I would be having in my daily diet. Um, and yes, of course, there are, you know, fears and worries because it does mimic, as Emma said, you know, it does mimic estrogen in the body that is it safe, et cetera, et cetera. And it's much like how we talk about high protein diets and kidneys. If you have healthy kidneys, there's nothing wrong with you having a high protein diet. You're fine. You're a healthy individual. It's not a problem. If you have kidney disease, you're probably going to want to speak to your doctor about how much protein you get in your daily diet if you have kidney issues. And it, it's the same thing, um, um, exactly as Emma said, with um, with hormones. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's just taken out of context. There's a question here as well on this. Um, I would see the trouble with soy be, being the fact that it may be GMO, so genetically modified, and the consequences of that to your health. Emma, do you have any opinions on this? I don't think GMO crops are necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think you'll find, I mean, most things are processed now. At, at some level, most things are processed. That's not bad. So I would look up, if you want to sort of convince yourself of this, like the natural fallacy and read a little bit about that, even just the Wikipedia page of it. But I think maybe this is quite bold to say, but I think I'm going to stand by it. I think if we didn't have like to an extent GMO crops and things, it would be very hard to feed the world. Incredibly impossible. Probably. I don't know quite enough about it, but yeah, like I would say probably like it's not it's not a bad thing. I think most of that comes from people who promote that everything should be natural. And if it's not natural, it's inherently bad for you, mm. which is not the truth. And when you look at most things, like they aren't natural. I agree. And again, something that comes to mind in a comparative sense is processed meats. So obviously we know that processed meats aren't great for our health. Um, and uh, they're strong. They, there are some strong links between cancer development and specifically, I think the, the really strong links in metastatic cancers and processed meat consumption but if you're talking like you know every cancer isn't it yeah and if you're talking like every now and again you have a ham sandwich or you go and get a hot dog from a hot dog you're fine it's fine like it's okay and i think we can get really really yeah we can get really really bogged down in it but you don't necessarily need something to be conscious of but that doesn't mean that you need to live with every decision with it front and center of your mind yeah, Lucia is just saying, thanks, ladies, as well as the estrogen issues. It's not issues. And actually, it might be a good thing. But anyway, yeah. um, they mentioned that the extraction process leaves many chemicals on it. Again, like this is just like fear mongering around chemicals, like everything is made up of chemicals. Even you, like, even, even if, you. If you if you do the chemical structure of a natural banana that like it sounds scary. It sounds like I love how you say banana banana say it properly you say it really well at least banana, <laughs> banana. <laughs> every every time i say my fitness pal i mean yes! I was, 
It's so funny. I think, but I thought it was a Scottish thing. So maybe it's oh, not Emma I, I think it might be because I would have never said the word pal before I moved to Scotland. It's a Scottish word, isn't it? Like no one. Pal, yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway, carry so maybe on. Maybe I just, I'm a, I'm a Scottish. No, I think that's all I really want to say on, on that, that I would just question these beliefs that they're playing off and pushing off, which is just like almost using what people would think is common sense but really shouldn't be like always question these things if people are just relying on natural fallacy to prove their point then I would dig a little deeper and like go back to them and be like well why are these chemicals inherently bad isn't everything made of chemicals why are these chemicals worse than chemicals that you get elsewhere and and I get it because the word chemical sounds bad right you're like oh that doesn't sound like something that sounds like something that should be in a lab not like in my food but everything is made up of chemicals including you I mean yeah and so and it is um that's another one you know chemicals and sugar and all of these kind of things that again things to be conscious of like are you you literally living off diet coke and knickknacks <laughs> which Ooh, is like, we have a problem that's not healthy and it's fairly obvious why that's not healthy you don't really need to overthink it or break down 17 different chemical compounds <laughs> you know um same goes for sugar you know there's maybe two brackets of people maybe three three brackets of people that want to be careful with sugar um you're talking your kids people with metabolic conditions um people with maybe behavior disorders like adhd things like that for your for your average person having a chocolate bar it's okay um so yeah like I said before things to be conscious of like many things in life not necessarily like things to be conscious of not things to live in front and center of your mind you know agreed and it's the it's the magnitude of them as well like chocolate bar in the context of a really healthy diet that has loads of fruit and veg in and you're hitting your protein and it's mostly whole foods absolutely fine chocolate bar for every single meal not fine like it comes back to a lot of the time you're like Actually, the best diet advice is a bit of common sense. Mm, Applied well. The common sense diet. Oh my God, Emma. We <laughs> there we make, go. We just amass a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Julia. Hi, Clemmer. Question read the leg presses on lower four grad workout. It says three sets of 20, but nothing in the rest box. Are these just back to back sets with no rest? Oh, I don't know why there isn't anything in the rest box. That's a fault on my part. Um, <laughs> Do, I can't remember what the normal rest is between those sets. It's probably one to two minutes. I was going to say one to two minutes. Just yeah, but I, I would have put it in. It's probably put in as one, one to two minutes on every other exercise. So just do do that and I'll amend it. Okay. Um, you're loving your boobs today, aren't you? I'm looking at my shoulders. I just think all my muscles have shrank since they got pregnant, but then I could just be getting really fat. So. I don't think either of those things are true. Okay. Um, Hi, guys. This is a question for Emma. I was wondering what the benefits of doing supersets slash giant sets are over normal sets in the gym. Thank you. Honestly, the primary benefit is not getting bored. Is like, And also getting the most out of that time you have in the gym. A good example is I will often do supersets that are opposing body parts. So it might be like, a lat pull down and a push up because you're using different muscle groups for each exercise. Although some of them you're using 
some muscles that are the same, but you're using them in slightly different ways, which means you don't need to take as long recovery, which means you get more volume of work in, in a given time. And we don't want you in the gym for hours and hours and hours. So you're making the most out, out of that 40 to 60 minutes that you're in the gym. That's essentially it. Plus I get really bored sitting in between machines. And then I think you lose focus as well because you're like, right, I've got a two minute break. Oh, maybe I'll get my phone out. And then before you know it, it's a five minute break. And then blah, 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 blah. So actually having something to do in between is usually good. Again, it kind of depends on your goals. Like if you have really serious strength goals, you will need to take longer recoveries and get used to doing that and probably not superset in between. But for most people, body composition is the goal. Building a bit of muscle is the goal. Health, fitness, enjoyment, not spending too long in the gym is all the goal. So that's why they're programmed in that way. Yeah. Okay, Claire, not a question. Just thank you for all your support uh, this far. Today, lowest scale weight and a very, very, in a very, very, very long time, eight pounds down in 11 weeks. Funniest non-scale victory with this is being able to get in and out of Levi jeans without opening the buttons or the zip. Huh? Great. Yeah, because Levi have no, like, lycra, like. No stretch. stretch. Good work. Jeans like that, they ruin like my vagina. It's like no. You, know, you said do you not have that when you like like jeans. I just never wear jeans. <laughs> oh yeah, jeans no stretch. Oh my god, traumatized once on an airplane. Like just my vagina was like bruised for days. So I was like, I'm never doing this again. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was seriously. By the way, can we just talk about something? What? nobody talks about which they really should talk about my whole area has like significantly grown in the last few weeks were we talking about this before did you voice note me about this or was i talking 100 i will have voice noted you about this i was I, I, I was what's the word i'm looking for Pan- panicked panicked when i was trying to shave right and i was like because you have to like you know everything it's like a real thing right because you can't see your, your badge so I'm like shaving. So I'm like pulling everything apart, like doing everything I yeah. need to do, <clears throat> like angling. And I was like, hang on a minute. I was like, hang on. It was alarming, Emma, alarming. <laughs> I was like, this is not normal. I was like, oh my God, freaked out. Like called James. James is like, I think like my PT, he's got a PT called Marco, told me that his wife badge like, like got really bigger, got really big when she was pregnant. He's like, I, th- I think it might be normal. So obviously I did what I try not to do and I Googled it and it's really normal. People get varicose veins on their clitoris. Varicose vein on your clitoris. Oh my God. And I was just like, oh, so it's fine. But people need to talk about this more. Like I did not expect this. I was terrified. <laughs> I was terrified of my own vagina. It says most of the time, not all of the time, most of the time it goes back to its normal size. So I was like, well, if I need to get a designer vagina, then that's what I need to do. But I hope the NHS pay for it because that's <laughs> not my fault. Nobody oh told me. God, I love that they said most of the time. Most of the time. Okay, but it's a good thing, right? Like hopefully all of it's getting a bit bigger so that the baby can... Yeah, I mean, my hips in the space of a week just went from like normal to like... Shoo, and I was like, oh my God, my whole body's changed. James is like, I should hope so. Otherwise you're in for a bit of a shit time about it. I was like, true, true. This is a good thing. <laughs> so at dinner last night, Amelia was telling me about like a friend of a friend who went in, to, like she's very pregnant, went in to get her blood pressure checked. And they were like, oh, we've had a cancellation for a C-section. 
So we're just going to do yours now instead of no. two weeks. Oh, no, wait. She was booked in for a C-section. Oh, yeah, okay. but like not at the time. She went well, in to get her blood pressure checks and they were like, well, there's been a cancellation, so we're just going to do yours. How Imagine. far was she? Huh? Well, how many weeks was she? I like. I mean, she must have been within a couple of weeks, right? Because you wouldn't just do oh, that. Yeah. I think from 36 weeks onwards, that between 36 and 42, you're good to go. But still, like, it, still, you would be like, no, no, I wanted to go in. Like, especially because with the whole point of, like, well, not the whole point. Well, no, yeah, sorry, fuck it. Unless you are in a high-risk bracket, the whole point of paying for an elective C-section is, you know, scheduling. I'm going in on this day at this time. This is when I'm coming home with my baby, unless you're obviously a high-risk bracket. I just want to caveat that. So yeah, like my my friends who've done it would probably be like, wait, no, <laughs> I am prepared on the 25th of May. <laughs> I'm doing it then. One of my friends goes in for her C-section next week. I'm so excited for her. It would, I, I just find it straight. I mean, strange, but also amazing that you can be that prepared because normally, obviously it kind of feels like, well, anytime now and you're kind of just waiting and you, you don't want to go to the shops in case whatever, or you don't want to be like, I don't know. I don't well, know. I, I wouldn't. And my friends are shocked that I'm not getting an elective C-section. They're like, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And I'm like, no, no, no. If I have to have one, I have to have one. And yay, medical science that me and my baby, hopefully, hopefully, God willing, will be fine. And if the and and we have that option. But I want to, you know, I want to, I want to run through my options as they occur. Yeah, agree. But some of my friend, like my friend Oki had such such bad pregnancy anxiety one day she called her midwife 59 times like oh hello hi she went fucking insane so to be honest the fact that she's having a c-section is very much needed i, I don't 59 know 59 times if she if she went into like if she went natural labor i no no no, no it's not the one no. uh lorna's just saying currently in the gym and trying not to pull expressions expressions read the badge it's true everything expands yeah, but like, okay, I'm just going to say it because we're mainly women here. But like my actual like bits, my actual bits are- what, Like your labia? Yeah, and like my clear and like the hot, I'm like, but I mean, like noticeably to the point where I can see them when I bend and I can barely see anything when I look at I'm like, excuse me. I mean, it's like, it's offensive. It's obscene. I hope James finds it sexy. He hasn't seen it yet, but- <laughs> he doesn't we're we're in for a rocky ride because my hormones are through the roof and I'm like I need you know Emma I'm like I need sex now (laughs) anyway maybe it'll be more sensitive as well I mean won't it be easier to find eh it's a benefit it's a benefit I just hope I don't develop a fucking varicose vein (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ anyway okay uh, and just saying thanks both for what you are doing I'm not sure if she's referring to, <laughs> to right now um, thanks both for what you're doing from me too not much difference on the body or the scales yet but oh my god my head feels a million percent better yes um Claire I'm a beauty therapist and do a lot of vag waxing <laughs> that's the technical term <laughs> and can confirm that they go back to normal most of the time (laughs) no just in Claire's experience um will all well all of my clients have you'll be grand 
Have you seen, had you watched pregnant women? I can't imagine that that's something pregnant women want. I mean, they must do. Some do, I think, because they're they're so like self-conscious about like obviously that's probably the time your your vagina is going to get the most viewing, really. I know don't because now I'm so I have a midwife's appointment on Thursday and I'm honestly gonna lead with by the way, my vagina's huge. It doesn't normally look like this, okay? Okay. Just as long as I say it out. Loud. Me, but like most of the time it doesn't look like this. Have your nipples changed massively as well? Not really, no. They haven't really, but, I, but I'm but i only 29 weeks. I'm just shy of 29 weeks now, so I still have time. I mean, I hear that colostrum, colostrum can can start kicking in soon. Mm. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, suck my boobs, get some nutrients. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> right, um, we're up to date on the live. Okay, <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. I'm just hoping we're making loads of people really uncomfortable, but I don't think we are. <laughs> we're okay. probably not in the group, but maybe on the podcast. Well, you know, they're not part of the gang anyway. So join and then you can complain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah Day. Hi, Plummer. No question. Oh, we love these. I just want to say a massive <laughs> thank you. Uni, I've trained with weights and I used to be a rower, but I've always struggled with being the big girl. The one who can't borrow any of her friend's clothes. Oh no, stop. That makes me really sad when you're like, I really want to wear that, but I can't. Like, this is me at the moment. It's just sad. Putting myself on very restrictive calorie intakes every time I've tried to lose weight. Being on 1800 calories and seeing a downward trend on the scales, even though it's really slow, is a real revelation to me. And I cannot thank you both enough for that. I am not sacrificing any parts of my life. I've been on a hen party weekend. I've gone on dinners out with my husband and more. And I just feel so empowered to make all the right choices for me and to be able to plan and accommodate all the fun in my life while seeing the results. Thank you. Fucking, that makes Emma and I, I know I speak for both of us, so happy to read. I can't, you've just embodied what we want to do. And I'm so happy that you posted that. And then Samantha has put underneath it I agree it is so good seeing the scales go down and not feeling overly restricted which always leads me into having chocolate binges love that 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 is it like if there's one thing that we want people to get from the easy method it's that and I think when you zoom out a little bit you'll realize that although it might seem like slow progress it's actually not because I'm sure you've lost weight quicker before but actually what slows you down in the direction of your goal is more about how many times you start over. So if you kind of zoom out and you're like, yeah, okay, I did lose weight really quickly, but then I put it back on. Like I had to start over again and again and again. So if you're focusing on just going in the right direction, genuinely, it doesn't matter how slow you're going, you will still be everyone or the version of yourself that is stopping and starting a million times and is having to go on a fad diet and then start again and put the weight back on and then start again. It might seem faster in the moment, but it's not. It's ridiculously slower. It's yeah. much like, like if you're driving or something, you don't really know where to go. You can speed all over the place, but if you're going in the wrong direction, you're going fast, but in the wrong direction. If you just went really slow in the right direction, you'd still get there quicker. It's kind of the same with fat loss. Mm. Yeah, otherwise you're just gonna, what you're going to waste three months of your life doing it fast and starting from the beginning in three months' time. Why not do it like properly in six months? Just do it yeah. properly. It's and also then enjoy it do exactly what you're doing now and you don't need half as much patience because you're like I'm not waiting to enjoy my life while I'm on this miserable diet 
I'm enjoying my whole life at the moment. So I don't need to wait until the diet's finished to do X, Y, and Z. I can do it all now while I'm making progress. That's the key. Make memories and progress. Hashtag blessed. Blessed. Anything on life. Live, laugh, loving your way to a leaner version of yourself. <laughs> um, Claire's saying, I'm in the office trying not to laugh out loud. Um, oh, oh, other Claire is saying, all, this is waxing Claire. All of my regulars have kept getting waxes all the way through. It's completely safe. Just need to be in different positions sometimes. Oh, That's what I meant. I didn't mean whether or not it was safe. I meant whether or not it was a doable and be like painful because i know i'm more sensitive down there but i suppose if you're used to it you're used to it i stopped getting waxes because i never got used to the pain and i pushed through for like two three years it never happened so i just stopped going just have a very sensitive vagina you know do you, do you have laser no <laughs> i haven't either james is always like just got laser i'm like mm. I, don't I don't know how i feel about it you know, isn't it Cameron Diaz who is like, don't do it because you might one day find yourself with a new man who loves a bush and you've cheated him out. <laughs> what an obscene reason not to do it. Well, I mean, but I mean, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you just, what do they call them? Put a little toothpaste. Put a merkin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll only date you with a muff. I'd be like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Damn it, I got laser. Oh, if only. Okay. I'll get American. <laughs> the biggest regret of my life. <laughs> right, okay. Lorna. Um, oh God, when I went in for my section, they whipped the fuzz off with a big razor dry. Oh keep tidy for goodness sakes. I had my son pre. Well, I don't know what that says. Pre-topery days down there? Pre-topery. What's that? It's hedge trimming. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Why would they do that with a dry... Do you know what? I mean, like, I know there's a lot of trauma going on down there already, but, like, imagine then also having, like, like itchy, uncomfortable... Oh, yeah, no, no. So when you go get a tattoo and they bring out some like old, already used on seven different people, Bic raises and they're like, shh, shh, it's like, get the fuck off me with that. I love this. <laughs> you are your most traumatizing part of childbirth is where they shaved your mouth. <laughs> it's just like, and then they shaved my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> your weird fetish husband will be so upset. That's <laughs> American. Like we need to make it lighthearted. I don't know if you have. I'm trying to go for a natural birth. Laura's just saying, to be fair, maybe Laura's a midwife. She's like, no time for a wet shave when it's an emergency section. And to be fair, true. Okay. True. They don't give a shit. They're like, this is a surgical procedure. I don't care about your topery. (laughs) (coughs) Okay. Little bonding strip. No. I had a midwife telling me the other day not to do a hip thrust because I shouldn't be in a supine position. I'm like, not really, though, am I? I, I also had another midwife tell me that I shouldn't be having a cup of tea because it's caffeine. And I was like, it's not even half of my daily allowance. Thank you very much. I was like, there's some midwives who are telling me things. Honestly, like, 
I don't think that's take away a pregnant woman's cup of tea. Like that's too far. I don't think this is this is good enough info for me, guys. Um, okay, Emma Sharp. Hi, guys. Such a great week last week with all the workouts. I felt strong. I've hit a few PBs throughout this round, which is fab. However, I don't seem to be progressing much with my squats. I think I'm psyching myself out because I'm scared. To put it into context, on Friday, I was at the squat rack, squatting 50 kg with a relative ease of 10. <laughs> I love this. Then when I got to 60, even though the bar felt fine, my form, the first form was still there. I completely panicked about hurting myself. So I did a couple of silly half squats and put the bar back. I know I'm capable of more, but I've spooked myself now. This has happened to you both before. Do you have any tips on how to get me out of my own head so that I can press up to the big girl weight safely? P.S. I've been lifting on and off for 10 years. I have no history of injuries, but I don't think I've ever failed a squat. I've never had to drop the bar. I'm not sure I even know how you would do that properly. Okay, well, first of all, um, it is normal. Uh, it's probably your, you know, your cognizant of the fact that you've got a much heavier weight on your back and that you might have to drop the bar. And it really is as simple as letting it go. And it'll just go bang and it'll create a big bang, but not really as big as you think in your head. And then step forward, obviously. Yeah, yeah and step forward. Um, the bumper plates will, bump, will jump it up and down like, less than an inch and then it'll just sit there you literally just let go step forward it's not it's not yeah. well, if you're in a rack put the safety bar racks like to the bottom of your squat height and then yeah. there's not even really going to be a bang exactly have it exactly where uh well parallel where you squat to really the bars i mean specifically and then if you feel like you can't get up, you just it'll just go bang onto the thing and it'll roll back. And then obviously it's stopped at the back of the of the support bars. So it is in your head. Maybe practice failing, because I actually think it is in your head. This is completely psychological, but it's fair. Like squatting with a heavy weight can be dangerous without a spot there. But it's fair. So I think what you should probably do is start to practice that. Put on some like, you know, you say that you're squatting 50. I mean, I love that you're like, then I'll get up to the, the big girl weight. Squatting 60 kg is, is a big girl weight. That's, that's a lot of weight. Um, put on some bumper plates of like fives maybe and just practice what it will be like to let the bar go and da, da, da. And if anyone looks at you, you should just be like, sorry, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make sure that I know how to. But mind your own business. Yeah, be like, I'm going heavier today. I just want to make sure I know how to drop the bar and whatever fine um but it is in your head because you say that you're two things you're saying you're going up to 60 your form in your in your first rep is fully there then you panic about hurting yourself then you lose your form then you re-rack the bar so okay first of all do what i've just said also maybe don't jump up from 50 to 60 maybe jump from 50 to 55 and then start from there and then build slower. Maybe it's this big jump, which is freaking you out, but it is in your head. I mean, reading this, you're ready, you're fine. Emma? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, in some ways it's good that you're aware, but yeah, I mean, push yourself a little bit and see and prove to yourself that nothing happens. And we're not saying like jump up to 70 kilograms, but do like 62.5 and just prove to yourself that you can do above 60 and with good form. But also, and also, so all things to think about. One, practice having to drop the bar. Two, halve what you're jumping up to and go. that'll help psychologically. Three, 
go with someone or turn around, find a PT, find a gym, find a gym bro and be like, Hey, I'm pretty sure I'm good with 60, but I get in my own head a bit. Can you come support me? One set, you'll be like, yeah, I'm good. You can fuck off now. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. And they're happy to do that. I'm always happy. People ask me to spot them all the time in the gym and I'm happy to, although not now. <laughs> Imagine you trying to spot someone on squats. On a chest press. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> We're such geeks. <laughs> Smoking face. I listened to my friend Mike the other day. He said, oh my God, you're such a good gym geek. Stop. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Right. Anything on the live? Um, Laura's saying, no, I wish it wasn't my, a, a midwife. Just first came out the sunroof, second natural. Oh, the sunroof. Mm. Natural was so much better. Mm. There you go. Oh, really? Because everyone says the opposite. So that makes me feel really happy. Everyone's like, oh, I would definitely have another C-section. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, okay. I'm really loving this chat, by the way. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> Nicola Gallagher, hi, Clemmer. What are your thoughts on the low row machine? Not rower. What's the low row machine? You just mean the row machine. The chest supported row. Yeah, she must do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but why low? Sometimes it's called that. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it, like it's maybe just a different like one that comes in higher and lower. Okay. I enjoy this machine, but I'm unsure of the muscles that it targets. Emma? Probably lats, biceps predominantly, but any like rowing movements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I feel it in my upper back and my triceps. Hmm. I mean, you might feel it in your triceps a little bit, especially on the eccentric, if you're controlled and in your upper back, absolutely. Yeah. Is it what rhomboids, lats, fly and I, yeah, shot, uh, biceps. I'm not sure about triceps, but I need. No, I sometimes feel rows in my triceps if I'm going quite slow on the eccentric. Fine, okay. Um, I haven't yet used it in any of the gym workouts. I wonder if it's a good alternative to other exercises in which ones. Any row, anything with a row in it. So bent over row with a bar single arm bent over right it's a row so it's just a basic pull yeah um, if you look at like any movement and this is a good like if anyone's like oh what's an alternative for like this rowing machine or what's the alternative for a leg press or something like think about the same movement pattern holding a weight like they're all doing very similar working very similar muscles in just slightly different ways yeah, so. exactly. Like, like when I'm a prop, I don't know, I'm presuming here, she doesn't like I do it. If I'm good doing a new gym plan to spice it up for people, I'll replace like a squat with a leg press, you know, or, you know, yeah, just think of the exact same movement pattern. Um, I don't really enjoy deadlifts. I don't enjoy barbell work. It tends to cause me back pain, probably down to my form. Thank you in advance, really, for really helping me. I'm really enjoying the EC method. Oh, yeah, you want to be using machines if you've got a janky back. Um, but if you don't have like actual, like, like real back issues and you're just getting pain in your back when you lift, I would say maybe hire a PT for a couple of sessions, go through those big compound lifts, like the squats and the deadlifts and get them to form correct you because they're really fun and you get such good bang for your buck. Yeah, agree. Okay. Should we do the last question? Have we got anything on the live? No, we're good on the live. 
Okay, Sarah Stevens. Hi both. I'm loving every minute of this journey so far. I have a question on fats. I'm not hitting my recommended 40 per day or a weekly average. I'm hovering between 30 to 35 grams a day. That's fine. I'm nailing all other aspects, including my protein, my calories, fruit and veg every day. But I just want to understand what detrimental effect, if any, being slightly lower with fat intake will have on my weight loss, muscle growth and or health in general. Thank you, ladies. So it's not about weight loss and it's not about muscle growth. Um, it is mainly for if as a female, as we're recommending for your hormonal health. Um, and it is important and you can get it up just by having things like olive oil on your salads, um, eggs in the morning, avocado, nuts, seeds. There's loads of ways, really healthy ways to get it up. Um, but 35 grams instead of 40 is absolutely fine. Emma, thoughts on fats? Not a lot to add. I think you can probably get away with 35 grams. It's maybe not optimal. If you were having like, I don't know, if you were say, if you were like, I'm also trying to get pregnant, I'd be like, increase yeah. fat intake just just to kind of like tick the boxes there but in terms of if it's going to affect your fat loss independently of calories then no i agree let's do another one um emma's just saying thanks for the tips girls my boyfriend is going to spot me thursday excited already we'll let you know how i got on awesome uh, perfect Gerudel. um I really hope that this is not a pseudonym. Frank Pammy Diamond. Stop. Frank Pammy Diamond. What a name. What a name. Can you please talk through the stages of strengthening your ability to do a push-up? I'm not sure if it's psychological. I can do one on my knees. I can angle against the box. I'm on the wall. But there's just no chance of me doing a full one. I believe I have... <laughs> I believe I have the strength to do one, but something's going wrong. You may recall I had a mastectomy 18 months ago. Hmm. But I'm back to pre-mastectomy chest press, chest press weight now. So I don't actually think it's this now. I've never done a full push-up. I feel my lower back hurts and I think it might be technique. I'm not content with my on-the-knees approach and I want this. <laughs> Love Pammy, aka Frank. <laughs> Frank Pammy Diamond, I love you. P.S. You're fab, and I appreciate you both massively. Oh, Frank Pammy Diamond, front of the class, just just for the name alone. I know, and the attitude. Not to be like a lot of people would just be like, "Well, I'm just gonna accept the fact I'll never do a push up," and you're like, "No, I'm not okay with this." I just love some sentences like, "I believe I have the strength," and then. And then what did she say here? Um, I want this. <laughs> I love it. And I you absolutely, it. we're invested in this goal now. So you absolutely will get it. I think the best thing to do is send us a video because it does sound like this happens quite a lot that you're kind of maybe not bracing your core quite enough. So that's why your back's dropping down a bit. Yeah. And there are there is a really good um, progression between um, push-ups on your knees and full push-ups that I can send you a video of as well where you go down as a full push-up and then you put your knees down and then push back up. And that's a really nice like stepping stone to doing a full push-up. But I 100%, by the end of this round, you'll be doing full push-ups. Yeah. FPD. 
I agree with Emma. When you said about the mastectomy, I was thinking, well, yeah, that makes sense. But then you said you're back to your pre-mastectomy chest press weight. Not that, so agree. And then you talk about your lower back. So I completely agree with Emma. It's your core. Your core is the problem. Um, it's so yeah, the core. Cool. Upload a form video. I'm just just tag Emma because push-ups are like her thing. Like I do some push-ups sometimes, and then I'm like, yeah. Wait, Emma's like the push-up queen. So I do do many push-ups. I certainly don't do any right now. <laughs> I mean, I can't even see my badge, guys. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, that's it. We're done. Is there anything on the live to finish with? No, we're all good. Okay, guys, we will see you on Saturday at 10. Love yes. you all. Bye. Bye.